Welcome back to the Pleasure Temple, everyone. Today's guest is Ayana Grady Hunt, who is a fourth year PhD student scholar studying comparative theology and theoethics at the Graduate Theological Union, Berkeley, California. She is also the owner, managing director, and principal consultant of AnisSearch.com, a boutique executive search firm committed to leveling inequities in executive leadership within nonprofits. She's also an established writer and editor and has been published in academic journals along with a few other publications. Please enjoy this conversation. Thank you for joining us. And then we revert back to their life. Mm-hmm. And that's an emotional succubus for me. Like you are sucking my energy. And what I realize, you all have realized it. Dita realized it. Ayana has realized it. I have really great energy. I get why you're attaching to me. Listen, I, I say it. it so often. I say it so I love often. It. But people, they can't handle that either. Because if you know, right. like, bitch, I know. That's right. oh, thank you. You're welcome. Also, and let me go ahead and channel Scoop Dog. I want to thank me for showing up. <laughs> we don't. We have yet to get there. We we really to need to get there where we're not so humble and we're not. I mean, that's beyond humble. I mean, we've done the work. When you've done the work, we always put ourselves last in the gratitude listen, category. Listen, and even I in want prayer, even in to prayer, thank, to just be grateful and thankful me. for you. And the energy that you put out into the world. I mean, it's, it's, and it's almost like we're timid to put ourselves first or second. If you don't pray for yourself, if you don't right. have gratitude for yourself or thankful or thankful for you, then you're putting, everything is external and nothing is actually about you, but that is not how it works. Your divine energy or a power begins with you. It begins you gotta with show up. You, you gotta it show up. You. It begins with you and You're you healing. are divine. You, yes. you. So there's divine external and there is divine internal and it is first and it is foremost. For in the words most. of um, but Red, that's the thing. In the words Red. of Red Frame Relative, she's a person I follow on TikTok, not on TikTok, on Instagram. She said something about humble. I had to pull it up for us. Mm. <laughs> I had to pull oh it up. God. She said people particularly those who are in the church or we come from a religious background Mm -hmm. we are taught particularly women Mm -hmm. let's let's be very gender specific in what i'm about to Mm -hmm. say particularly Mm -hmm. women slash Mm -hmm. a a woman it's in the bible should be mild and meek have a meek and mild spirit we are taught to be humble Mm -hmm. we are taught to to be silent too. to be silent to be silent mm-hmm. in church right mm-hmm. to be silent to be seen, that, not when heard. You, and when you are taught that in a a body of authority religious body of authority those take root right and it carries on through life so she was making the comment of um people say oh be humble if you comment somebody on their outfit oh but for god be humble be humble and she said fuck that shit because you don't know where i what i've had to go Mm -hmm. through to Mm -hmm. get to this point so i'm Mm -hmm. gonna bless my higher power by not Mm -hmm. walking around with full Mm -hmm. humbleness to make Mm -hmm. you feel better (laughs) i'm not going to fucking do it anymore Mm -hmm. And mm-hmm. I'm the respectable politics, like I've had to fight. That's mm-hmm. been my fight with myself. Mm-hmm. 
or mm. how I show up in this world, mm. um, like how I dress or how I come mm. off and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe I shouldn't talk this way or maybe blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. Mm-hmm. When I really saw how that no longer shows up in my life, it was this summer when I was going 10 toes against a um, surgeon, a vascular surgeon about mm-hmm. my like, mm. I literally come on. told come this on. man, come on. Come I on. literally told him to his face, look, this is a collaborative effort. I understand <laughs> you have an MD, I have an MA. The only difference between you and I is our school of discipline. That part. Period. Yeah, they, they be out here. They be out here. And that, <laughs> y'all, that was like, when I'm like, I had to think back on this shit because everybody wants to defer to hire doctors mm-hmm. and lawyers, like you defer to them. No, motherfucker, this is my mom. Absolutely. This is a collaborative but, effort. I this know is her. Period. Exactly. Period. Mm-hmm. And even for myself, like I listen, I'm my daughter was disabled, and so like going through the medical community for us is like. Mm-hmm very different mm-hmm. you have to be mm-hmm. a strong advocate for yourself mm-hmm. you can't be a strong advocate for yourself you need somebody who can also mm-hmm. step up and do that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. but in my daughter's case it was everybody was telling me what I should do and I was like no no no, no. y'all don't understand what's going on here this is what mm-hmm. I want to do with her because mm-hmm. this fits for her mm-hmm. I'm not putting her through the stress of seven surgeries fuck off mm-hmm. no no mm-hmm. Because there are other ways we can handle this. There are other ways that we can get her to communicate. There are other ways mm-hmm. that we can get her to shine, if you will. Yeah, you know, you. and so you and have it, to fight tooth and nail. You and have you know, to. And it just went back to my power, like mm-hmm. where I totally at that moment and his for I don't think about respectable politics. Fuck you. You know, <laughs> like I'm literally, I told him. You done said my mom can go home. She's not going home. She's going mm. to a rehab. I need you to do that rehab mm. every come girl on, right come now. On, come on, like come it on. was like that. And I was just like, yo. No. I wanna I wanna pick up on this um this submission. I call it submission. You were saying yeah. humble and be, that's but that's what it really like scripture says, like you know, seek a, a submissive wife. The whole proverbs, um, you know, submissive wife, woman. you know, exactly. The thing about that that I think really is problematic, um, because first of all, there are women all throughout scripture that are not submissive, you know, Deborah, you know, Linda, Mary, Mary, Mary. 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 I mean, come on. Mary. There are women all yeah. throughout. But really, Deborah, people don't know about Deborah in the Old Testament. She was a warrior, you know, and she was a judge, you know. So, I mean, there are women all throughout scripture, Eve, really. Right. But I mean, but, you Eve, know, so we there, really. there are narratives of non submissive, non Miriam, you know, not she, yeah. Miriam challenged Moses, you know what I'm saying? Listen. Like, there are Most- narratives of non submissive women all throughout scripture. But what the church, wants to pull out, okay? And so Herbs, that's because we live in this patriarchy are them tiny little lines written by random people. We're not even 100% sure who wrote them lines at the ba- in the back of the Bible. You know, and- come on, I mean... I'm- they're they're called they're they're pseudo you know we not I don't call them pseudo but we're not hundred percent sure 
who, what scholar, what epistle, what, what um, you know, disciple wrote these lines about it, but we know that it was tailored 100% to a patriarchal society. Yeah. But it has absolutely you. nothing to do with scripture and with divine revelation. So they Thank have you. merged. They have merged government documents with, with divine documents. And that's what the Bible is. So don't think anything different. But the but problem. This is, that's what I mean about that cherry picking shit. Like you think. Oh, yeah. you, oh, you yeah. have to, well, oh, Or the, what, oh, yeah. what, do, what do we call it? Cognitive bias or some shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's definitely. Just, bias. No and cognitive dissociation. Cognitive yeah, but the thing dissonance. about the, yes. the, the, the dissonance, but the thing about the, the humility and the, the submission, the way it comes out problematic is, especially when you're younger and especially as a young woman, you know, when, when men come into your space, you feel less uh, authority to challenge them when they are either grooming you, when they are being inappropriate with you, when they are touching you. So you don't say anything. You know what I'm when saying? They, when they're married to you. Come on, please. Oh, Lord. So you, know, you just don't come <laughs> on. Early in my marriage, please. I, was, I got married at 21. So from 21 to 30, I was living under you know, the rubric or the umbrella of not necessarily a submissive woman because I don't come from submissive women, but from a culture that advanced, you know, being submissive to my quote unquote king. And I, and so I let shit slide is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is I let a lot of shit slide, okay? So from the time, you know, you're 15, 16 and you're coming into your own and men are entering into your life, they are crossing the line because you have been inundated with this idea of being submissive and being quiet and not challenging when you know full well, you know full well that people are stepping and crossing over the line with the way they speak, with the way they behave. I'm talking about men in particular right now. I want to be real clear that that's what I'm talking right. about right now. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, well, so it's a dangerous, it's a really, da and I'm going to stop talking about it in a minute, but it's a really dangerous, um, and I, I, I didn't get into purity culture. I know that there are some women who got really caught up into purity culture. That was never my issue. Um, I didn't go to churches that advanced purity culture, and I thank God for that. I was actually the opposite. I was the one in a bodysuit and a miniskirt at church, basically. <laughs> And like, you know, and you're not going to tell me that God doesn't love me because of what I'm wearing. That's what you're not going to do. But I had to take those arrows. I had to take all of those yes. arrows for so long until finally I woke up and I just said, it, it, I might as well be on my own. It's, it's better for me. I'm safer, you know, because I can speak. I'm my own advocate. Like you said, Teresa, I'm my own advocate, you know, um, or D, you said that about being an advocate. I'm yeah. my own advocate. So when you cross the line, I'm not caught up in a system of patriarchy. I'm not caught up in the system of marriage. I'm not caught up in any of these systems, even raising my child, you know, because when you raise your children in this system, you know, it's a, it's a patriarchal system. So it's all this deference and whoever has the louder or the booming voice and whatever it is that he thinks, you know, in this traditional, again, I'm talking traditional man, man, woman marriage. That's what, how you raise your children. When I got divorced, I was free to raise my son. We were, we were co-parents and I was free to raise my son with love, heart-centeredness, not discipline, not, heart I was free to raise my son with heart-centeredness. And that is who I've raised. I have a child who is a, a, a womanist. My son is a womanist and a feminist and a friend. 
That is who my Absolutely. son is first and foremost. I, but I had to break from this idea of submission and humility and sacrifice and compromise that never benefited me. It never Listen. benefited me. Listen, oh we up in it <laughs> this year. I mean, like we did a, a, a session about this and I talked about the role of the church, right? Particularly when it comes to sexuality um, and how as black women, women, we are allowed or not allowed yes. to express that part of ourselves. And to your point, I grew up in a Southern Baptist church. It wasn't a purity culture. They didn't preach purity there, but I definitely got the message on the role of a woman, right? Like it's baby, that I underlying... I that Mother Day, the Mother's Day sermon, sis is not going to be there for Mother's Day sermon. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be there. The last Mother's Day sermon I was present for, I was like, you know what? This is some bullshit. And, um, and that's so sad. It's so sad. When you look on a dais or you look on a pulpit and you don't even see women or they don't even talk about women and we, we're the children of, of Abraham and, and Jacob and Moses. Well, what about, you know, Sarah and Hagar? And I mean, come on, Hagar was an African woman. I mean, like, I, please. I came from a tradition where they were really... It started to change. I saw the change minutely. Women pastors would be invited right. up. Even when they love the woman pastor, they just can't get their mind wrapped around a woman being pastor or head of the church because of that line in scripture. Authority. That, 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 that or knowing up. anything for that matter. Hold knowing they, they didn't refer well, to them as pastor. That's why we ended up with Trump. The reason we ended up with a buffoon for a damn president is because they were terrified of a smart woman. That's all we that's that's all we talk about. You ain't read their briefing, don't have nothing to do with the, because they were afraid of a smart, confident woman. That's that's what we're talking about. I mean, like we ended up in this situation, we ended up in this hellhole because <laughs> this country, and, and the thing is. All around the world, we claim everybody else third world countries. All around the world, they have had women presidents, women prime ministers, women this, women that. Even in the most you know patriarchal continent, they claim you know Africa is really uh, patriarchal. They've got women leaders and leadership there. This we are backwards. We are behind. We are, we are, we are behind. so backwards in this country on television for ten minutes. We watched George Floyd be murdered on television for ten minutes, and ain't shit happened. We're in rapid decline. We're in decline. Mm. We're in decline. Absolutely. And that's, why, that's why, Teresa, I'm sorry, but that's why, Teresa, no. you know, when you keep saying, or you were saying about coming back to, like, I wish my 45-year-old self knew how much them taxes were, you know what I'm saying? And what you're coming back to, and everything that you're teaching your daughters around, like, harvesting food, growing food. No, we have to, and, and there's a large movement around it. It just has to amplify. If we don't figure out what a real chicken looks like, right, and what real size chicken legs, thighs, breasts, wings, the whole night, if we don't understand what food looks like that comes out of the ground, not canned and prepackaged and given all these hormones before it gets, if we don't get to that place, we are in big trouble because they will, they will meddle with the supplies. They will, they already are meddling with the they supplies. Are, they, listen. They're already they, meddling with the supplies. They've but even been, more so, 
Exactly. And we will be cut off from, we have got to get back to who we actually are. We are earth-based people. As Africans are earth-based people. We were brought here and put into this really tiny worldview where it's such a small worldview, the European worldview, because it was based on fear and conquer and not, you know, on expansion and sharing. So we got, we brought here, got brought here into this tiny worldview. And now we stuck because we don't know I want to be very specific to who we're speaking to. Descendants of slavery. If oh, you're yes. a descendant of oh, slavery yes. from the United States of America, this is for you. Yes. This is Go home. Go home and not just physical home, but it might be physical home. Yeah. The reason yeah. that I moved to Savannah was a call for me to come back to my ancestral home. My great great grandmother is buried over here at St. Mary's Island. I have learned, I have embraced hoodoo because I came home. You know what I'm saying? So I already had a consciousness in my mind of how, or like you said, chamomile. Chamomile was my queen too. Back in, uh, I mean, I would be double dipping. I would have two chamomile teas during the day, during my work day, because they were stressing me, the, you know what I'm saying? They were stressing me the fuck out. <laughs> so I understand chamomile. It was my queen for quite a while too, but all of the yeah. different things, but actually coming here and knowing how it works for you and how your ancestors work for you, like, because your ancestors are actually in the earth, you know, they're actually in the environment. They're actually in the, that is what Orisha teaches me. I follow Ifa. I had to leave, and, you know, established religion to go into earth-based religion because I had to come home and that's part right. of my return home. So it's right. external, but it's also hoodoo is the practical application of all of that. Absolutely. But I want to be clear about when, when we say ancestors too. So like they are with you. You would not be here in your body. You are them. your ancestors. You the are your ancestors. You are your ancestors. And you don't have to envision a bunch of ghosts coming to you. <laughs> hey, baby. Oh, no. Drop, oh, no. Oh, drop oh, no. into oh, no. your no. body. Your body. No. Drop into your core. Your body. Drop into your, your chakras. I need to right. really exactly. drop into exactly. their chakras. Drop into your core. Feel, open up that third eye. Come on Feel now. And let it drop in there. That's right. Because you are, you are just like I am. You are. They you are. are. We are. Yes. We are. All. All. Oh, well, with that's the African worldview. That's the African worldview. And we, so much Afrophobia about what it means to be African and to, you know, honor our ancestors and to be connected to ancestral spirituality has been demonized. It's been Maybe. demonized. If because you are honoring yourself, which again, we keep saying it, we keep saying it. If you are it, like, if you separate from yourself, you ain't honoring yourself. Then you're not honoring. Mm -hmm. What are you? And then that. you are honoring you're something. Giving your that, power away. External. You're giving your power away. Mm -hmm. And you waiting hey. for the external to come and save you. Bitch, you got everything you need. You came here with it hey. and you're going to leave with it. Let me jump Can't in nobody here. take hey. that from you. And the biggest conveyor of that misdirection has been the black church. <sighs> we just, we, we, it, it, it breaks my heart. You said something a few moments ago. Oh, that you don't go to the Mother's Day. Um, so, I mean, it's like, I don't go to church either. I haven't, I, I was in seminary and not going to church. <laughs> Let me tell you something. <laughs> Before COVID, 
I had broke down church and I am technically still a member of my home church that I was raised in. Right. Um, but thank God during my years of living in Atlanta, when I, um, um, discovered Hillside, the truth center, um, you know, God bless her. Dr. Barbara King, Dr. Barbara King, God bless, God bless my sorrow. Um, but when that woman would open up church with namaste, namaskar, and mm -hmm. the positivity of how we talked about death in that church, the pos the rituals around New Year's of when she mm -hmm. say, write a letter to yourself that you finna leave behind, what you finna leave behind in this year, and we finna go outside and burn it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna be thankful for my introduction into that, but I'm gonna go mm -hmm. back to like my home church. Before COVID hit, I had got down the visits to once a year, okay? And that was Family and Friends Day. Margaret Walker, you want me to show up? First of all, I think my mom was thankful because the rebellion <laughs> of her child when I started just coming to church in pants, but what took her over the edge was that uh, pussy bow razorback shirt that I wore <laughs> that had this tattoo all out. It was cute, though. It was cute as hell. Uh, I think that's what took over the edge. And my mom, <laughs> <laughs> that's, I, she say it in so many words, you know what I'm saying? But she would recite stuff to me. You know that first lady didn't have on no pantyhose? I can't believe she's sitting right. on the front right. pantyhose. Right. Margaret, she's talking to me because I can't right. remember the last time I wore a pair of pantyhose to church, okay? So she's throwing shade at me without really yeah. saying yeah, that's how they yeah. do though. They be throwing the yeah. shade and they go, ooh. You, you, yeah. you know what I'm saying? She's throwing shade. But my issue, my issue is this a lot of women like you. There's a lot of women like me. It's a lot of women like us in the church still, but in there and like listening and like this don't resonate with me. This you know, this 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 does not empower me. This does not make me feel loved or strong or you know nothing nothing about this but they still go they still take their kids you know what i'm saying they still do these things meanwhile the whole the whole time and they're even still raising their kids with this kind of ideology meanwhile the whole time knowing this ain't right you know what this, I'm ain't saying? Like, this, this ain't this ain't this ain't it you know what i'm this saying ain't this is judgment you know what i'm saying and i'm raising my child in an environment it's of judgment, judgment versus an it, environment of, because that's what church has chosen to teach because it doesn't want to deal with its own this own you infallibility it doesn't want to deal with its own challenges same. which is okay you choosing who you want to target okay see i'm gonna target women mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yep. i'm gonna target i'm gonna target I'm a, gay people i'm gonna target i'm gonna target gay oh y'all oh y'all witches Oh yeah! Oh y'all, witches! Mm -hmm. Listen, motherfucker, do you eat food? Do you eat food? No, y'all. This is very interesting because I grew up in a duality of Hudoism. Like mm -hmm. I had yes. told yeah. D, um, my aunt burnt her hand, burnt her arm one time. Right? Oh, we finna go over Mister So and So and So and let him talk the fire out of her burn. We mm -hmm. are. You know, and just the little, the, 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 the salt, 
the salt yeah. around your home, like shit that I do, right? And as I've gotten older, I really realized Real clear. I, Real I was re raised in a duality of quote unquote the traditional black church, yeah. but intimately in that mm -hmm. household, yeah. in the household, who yeah. is, and it it was your mama. It was and my so, grandmama. It was my mama. Your mama, your grandmama. Put, put that thing in over that door that baby walk in, so he can cut that. Go ahead and cut that too. Switch you were the first back. person to name a soothsayer to me, Teresa. Thank the first you. time that I was clear about, I said you were the very first person to name it, and I was like, and it's never left me. But basically, that's what you're talking about. You know what yeah. I'm saying, like. Talking fire. Oh, I love that. Talking fire after burn. My God, I, I get chills hey. thinking about and it. And guess what hey. they told me? I asked questions. I was like, why can't he do it? I was probably like, I was a child. I know. I was like, why can't he do it? Why can't he talk fire after mm. burn? Oh, he never put, he don't know his father. He never put eyes on his father. And that was his gift. And so That's that was what I was told. Shit. Why he had that gift. Listen. Listen, we don't even know this. This is the kind of information, <laughs> this is the kind of wisdom, this is the kind of data that we don't even know. You know well, what I'm saying? We like, do we know it though. We do know it. We know it. We know it because we get drawn back to it every single time. Right. I have that's been right. doing right. hoodoo my whole life without without knowing, consciousness, without awareness. With, without without awareness. like because it's innate. It is like the, the air I live and it's something that like, you believe you believe it so far to your core you don't I even know it, it. Exactly. I know it I don't believe exactly. it I know it I know exactly it. exactly and I exactly. and I ain't gotta convince nobody else of it exactly either. exactly and that's the scary you know part for a lot of people it's like I just know it y'all I know it this is this is because like this ain't power right this is this it boils down to power and who has it and if we're speaking in terms of patriarchal society, um, particularly with Black men, I sent, I spoke on this earlier this week with another friend. So this morning I came across a clip. I'm just Kanye. I don't follow it like that. But mm -hmm. I came across a clip of him. I sent it to D. And I said, this is the problem. I sent it to D and I sent it to two other people because I spoken with these two women about it, right? In recent electorals, um, elections, excuse me, we see more and more black men voting conservatively, mm -hmm. right? And when I was home this summer, my dad said something that mm -hmm. jumped out at me. Mm -hmm. And he used the word power. Black men mm -hmm. just want power, right? Mm -hmm. um, what mm -hmm. the connection that I have made, the correlation I have made, Black men want to be able to operate like white men. So mm -hmm. they are flocking. Operational white patriarchy. They are flocking to this, mm -hmm. right? They're voting this way, which is against their interests, right? Mm -hmm. Because one thing that they are forgetting, you're not white, so it's not going to work the same for you. <laughs> that is the main caveat that seems to have escaped the right but the clip I sent her D this morning Kanye he he said it and that was the first time that was the first time I've really heard a black man say it out loud hmm. well I'm glad Kanye's saying something right because he sure <laughs> oh, it was, oh it was fucked up oh it was mm. fucked up what he mm. said and how he said mm. it 
but mm-hmm. it made the connection that I've been saying like, oh, mm-hmm. I'm not stupid. I know what's mm-hmm. going on. Mm-hmm. I know with the passport bras, talking about they finna go out of the country and find them a woman because black women ain't acting right. I right. know <laughs> this whole push, this whole negative push in our community is going mm-hmm. back to submission or the concept mm-hmm. of submission. Mm-hmm. Right, what they feel mm-hmm. like they are innately deserving mm-hmm. of our mm-hmm. labor mm-hmm. without an equal exchange. Mm-hmm. There, mm-hmm. that's what the fallout, the temper tantrum mm-hmm. that with mm-hmm. every mofo with a damn podcast and a mic and talking mm-hmm. about plate. That's right. And women that's out it. here that's ain't rubbing the rub ice and and pads anymore. Fuck no, we outsource <laughs> that shit. I didn't pay somebody to do that. Stop it. <laughs> Outsource. But exactly, exactly. You know, we we have freedom and power now. Freedom. And we have power. Freedom. Yes. And they and, don't and know. Freedom comes power. With freedom comes power. Comes, but they have, don't know how to operate in that concept. But our freedom hasn't been free. Our freedom has been, just like you said, having to combat the fact that we now have access to joy and have access to freedom and have access to disposable income. And we still got to... We don't have to, but we still are in a position where we have to defend our right to have it from from our brothers, from our brothers. Like it, it boggles the mind. Like we, sh- you should be happy for us, for me. You should be, ha- you should be celebrating with me. You know that I've got my freedom. You know, and that I love myself in the midst of every single thing. Because I started out below you. You know, every single thing that I've had to do to get to this point, and that's not where we are. You know, we are so antagonistic towards one another or towards a black woman actually, like you said, shining and being glowing, being happy, glowing, you know, demanding excellence. You know, a black woman come around here demanding excellence. She got a target on her back. She has a target on her back, on her forehead, on her chest, on her heart. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? They, they oh, bring you down, mama. They trying to bring, you know what I'm saying? And so so then it's like, you know, we got to vibrate higher. Vibrate. And it's even sometimes us. Sometimes our light might shine too much for our own sisters. You know what I'm saying? Too much for our own, you know, comrades or whatever. Ain't they bringing us down. Come on. I mean, like, it's too, like, you want your Because, journey. hold on. You shining too bright. You shining too bright. You hold know on. what I'm saying? And I'm going to have to bring you down. What is also happening in order for patriarchal to maintain and maintain right. a position, right. they that's have to have supported. people who that's are it. willing that's to it. support. That is it. That is it. And that's, support why, it. that's the only reason why the reason why these abortion laws and bans have come up is because I'm like, what happened to the feminist movement? What the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Y'all fell down on Hello, the Ayana, Ayana Brady was here for this moment. I made the comment a couple of weeks ago. I'm so motherfucking happy I had access back in uh, 1999. Oh God, I, that happened? wasn't even a fucking thought. Like, I'm not going to do this. So that means, because that's all those women who have upheld, who have silently upheld patriarchy. Just because you were woman and you say something out loud, what the fuck are you doing behind the scenes? How are you voting? How are you talking to your man at the kitchen table? How are you talking to your family at Thanksgiving dinner? Because that's how this shit changes. It don't change because I fucking say something. It changes based on how you impact. How 53% you of white, your life. 
53% of white women cast their vote for Trump. So I'm not trying to hear it. So I'm not trying to hear it. And all and that's that what is that's those are the so-called quote unquote feminists. Okay. I'm a womanist. I'm not a feminist. Feminists been running around here, you know, equal pay and, and abortion. What the fuck happened? Let's what? bring intersectionality into this chat today. Intersectionality <laughs> resides in womanism, people. Intersectionality resides. Yes. Womanism yes. is it the black woman's feminist. It's garbage. If it's not intersectional, it's garbage. And that's why, and the white women, they can pay to fly here and fly there and fly there to get the abortions. You know what I'm saying? They can, you know what I'm saying? And even the kids, you know what I'm saying? They'll they'll get their, their daughters. They'll get the- Listen, you know we look they will go to Cambodia. We, they will go to Mexico. Do you hear what I'm trying to say? They will go to Africa. Do you understand yeah. what I'm trying to say to you? Do you Listen. see what I'm saying to you? And then we looking crazy. So that is fucked up, but they can just get a, a, airplane, a, a airplane ticket. Yeah. They can get and to what people don't understand, um, this is getting deeper into the, like, for everybody, I love politics, I love policy. I really, like, break this shit down. Um, in the last two decades, the last two decades, and I'm going to speak on census, right? The census report. In the last two decades, because the census report comes out every 10 years where they count the citizens in the United States. Then the last two decades, particularly, not this census that's passed, but the previous one, that was the first time that whites' deaths surpassed, surpassed white birth, right? So you had more white people dying that was being they on the way out that was being birthed right point blank mm -hmm. that was 20 years ago um you see this rapid acceleration mm -hmm. against mm -hmm. roe versus wade because mm -hmm. if we're going to be honest they don't give a fuck about black and brown bodies because if they did black women would not have the highest mortality maternal mortality rate in the oh, united they definitely don't care if they gave a fuck about black bodies, because why is that even happening? How is that even happening in 2022? Exactly. It's all about <laughs> white birth rate. You have now all the children that are 10 and under, the majority of them are brown. Brown, yellow, black. They all kind of stuff, right? All, <laughs> they call so, them a rainbow generation. It's it a straight a rainbow, rainbow generation. And I get really tickled. I really do when I'm mm -hmm. just in my in my deep spirit. I get really tickled about this push <laughs> right now from the patriarchal, particularly white patriarchal, because I was just like, this damn train done left the damn station. Long left. This, this long, bingo, this is left. no stopping. The beached white male, that's what they call it. They long left. Y'all are, but it's a rat fighting in a corner for some to preserve its life to preserve its life and they you know are going down swing it's a last gas and, and that's who trump has attacked that's who has attacked trump has attached himself to or who has attached it's been an undercurrent because i i have an undergrad degree in sociology so this is why i really love this shit right the undercurrent started at the tea party with Barack Obama. I knew then yes, it yes, wasn't about economics. Yes, yes. And social scientists was writing. One yes. of my good friends is a sociologist. We talk about this shit all the time. 
they were writing, they had already identified. It was not economics, but see, then it wasn't okay to say nigga spit. Trump made it okay, made racism okay. So they oh camouflaged it. Mm-hmm. That's they right. camouflaged it under the disguise of economic anxiety. No, it was demographic shift anxiety. Yes. That I say. Party. I then say. you introduced Trump. You introduced Trump to the mix. Trump made it okay to unle- to take the mask off. No, it's not economic anxiety. It's racial demographics. anxiety that is being driven and he made it okay to be openly racist and the GOP and this is I'm going to say something about the GOP as I know that I love politics they like to win so they attach themselves for wins they they did not foresee that they built a Frankenstein and they unleashed a Frankenstein because they always are about control. One of the things I've always said, the GOP has been masterful in the past 40 years of my life of building a brand. Yes. They knew how to stay yes. on message. Yes. They knew how to deliver all, that message and yes. they did not break from it. Yes. Trump, when they realized they could not control him, I don't know when it happened. I have I don't know if it was one of his Twitter policy tweets. You and this motherfucker was running the government by Twitter. Who the Do fuck? you remember that? Do you Who remember that? It was surreal. And we let it go on. We let it go. We let that happen. It was surreal. I, 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 anyway, I, I, anyway, that shit just me. Yeah. You're running the government by uh-huh. from, from his bathroom, from his toilet, probably <laughs> Twittering. Yes. Sweet. But yes. because they want to maintain power, the white male, you you're gonna go down swinging. You finna go down. Okay, fuck it. We made the Frankenstein. Now are like um, hearkening back to um, not all of them, but like once upon a time in Hollywood. And there are a couple of other ones that I'm looking at that are trying to glorify the white man. And I'm like, okay, Hollywood, <laughs> you trying to and, and Top Gun Maverick. You know, these movies that are now trying Mundo. to uh, raise, the, raise the white, the great white man, you know, because he's been put down and he needs to great be raised. raised. And I'm like, you're not slick. You're not slick. And white people out here got something to talk about for a few minutes, but you're not slick. You know, I see what you're doing. You're working in tandem with this image of the white man as the savior. Period. I mean, this is the thing that's in in the entertainment business, though. That's always been the thing, and so oh, yeah. like that ain't oh, yeah. like it's woo. To be liberal, it purports to be liberal. It is no. so evil. No, they don't. It is so evil. No, 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 they don't. I, I like anybody that has worked in the industry for a long time. They know, like this, this shit is oh, here. Oh yeah, in reality, no. In reality, no. This no, is. Exactly. Exactly. We see you. We see you. No, not in reality. <laughs> and then also lately, because of the influence of LGBT and power positions in Hollywood, you know, they have purported this image. Oh, it's not a real, it's not reality, it's an image. No. And also, this is entertainment, is, y'all. And it's, a <laughs> it's new entertainment. Image. Exactly. It and I, and I know the hard thing myself. What we were saying about the role, it takes somebody to uphold it, right? I love, I have all Twitter account 
and my alt Twitter account, I am embedded in the religious community. Like I follow all of these people and I, I, it started out as entertainment for me, right? Like, cause I can't, well, wow, you think this way. <laughs> and I follow a lot of white women. Um, not the Beth Moores of the world. I'm talking about those who are committed to upholding the patriarchy, mm -hmm. who are committed mm -hmm. that women mm -hmm. should be stay-at-home moms, mm -hmm. you should be your husband, mm -hmm. committed. Some of the mm -hmm. damn tweets that be coming out at this, so mm -hmm. I be like committed to, to the idea um, of the, what is it? Idolizing the 1950s mm -hmm. house. Mm -hmm. it's, it's called trade mm -hmm. Y'all, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. this married group, mm -hmm. the push you have mm -hmm. as many kids as you mm -hmm. possibly can, mm -hmm. it to the detriment of your body. Hold on, mm -hmm. right? All of this. And I, I look at also the black church, and I see this correlation of what I've had to fight against, even in my own family, even though it's a duality of hoodooism, it's also the black church right. there. Right, it's finally right. taking years for my mom right. to right. break out of saying right. to me, yeah. I yes. just wish you'd get married because yeah. I just want someone to be able, I, I, I just need to know you have someone to take care of you. And so mm -hmm. years ago, I had to break it down. Sis, I made six figures. Have I not proven <laughs> me? <laughs> that I, got some, I can take care of myself. That I have been taking care of myself. That's have true. I not proven that? And it took her a long while for those two yes. to resonate and join yeah. Yeah. and for yeah. her to even break out of yes yes we're here to teach our parents for sure we definitely uh, have to teach our parents no question about I want, it i want you to have i just wish you'd be married what okay because that's the you we've talked about this numerous times exactly because that that is supposedly fucking pinnacle of happiness and then mm -hmm. these same fucking mm -hmm. women are struggling mm -hmm. they crazy Miserable. their bodies Miserable. are fucking falling Miserable. apart they, they're telling they their daughters texted me texted reaching out like girl let me stop but yeah <laughs> Yeah, they're miserable. Mm -hmm. They're miserable, and they can't mm -hmm. say this shit out loud because they can't oh my say God. it out loud. But they can't but it say is, it out it loud. Is, but it is starting to bust through for a lot of women. But you're right. So they're living a lie essentially. That's and that's what I was saying before. And it's not just women in the pulpit, like you know, your mother and our parents. It's also women in religious leadership. They also are, you know, Absolutely. struggling with a lot of this, even when you're a womanist, you know, even when you claim a womanist ideology, they still are, are operating within this Juanita paradigm Bynum. that does Juanita not support them. Juanita Bynum is not womanist. <laughs> She's not womanist. Womanist is, <laughs> Juanita Bynum would probably reject that term. Well, I don't know if she would embrace it or, or not, but Juanita Bynum is not a womanist. A womanist will speak truth to power and it, on any platform that they're in. But it is such a challenge for women in religious leadership to do that. First of all, they rarely get a microphone. Second of all, they just get kicked out of the church. So what do you do? You abandon the women in the church who are you know, like me, like you, like, well, not me anymore, for sure. But do you abandon the women in the church who do know that, like, this is harmful theology? Essentially, that's what we're talking about, too. We're talking about bad theology, you know? And so what do you do, you know, when, do you abandon them or not? But you live in an artificial environment and you're leading within an artificial environment. And it's just, it's, it's, it's challenging until we find a new apparatus 
for religious mm-hmm. leadership, you know, a new apparatus, a new space to do religious worship or to do spirituality or to do a merger of these things, because that's what we're talking about, too. If you are descend, uh, Af- descendant of uh, enslavement in this country, you are naturally multi-religious. It's just the You're, fact of the matter. You, you are naturally African and African indigenous African spirituality you are naturally you know indigenous to the the land that you are on now that you worked that you we noticed that we noticed like we made love to this land so that you we and 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 it made love to us and it returned itself to us you are naturally Christian black Christian you are naturally voodoo you are naturally voodoo. You are naturally Ipa. You are naturally all of these things, you know, in within, you are naturally a mystic. You are naturally a medium. You are naturally these things all within one body. So for you, so for any black person to deny in religious leadership, to deny these things, to deny this access to this as a form of empowerment or spiritual empowerment, you are denying your, literally your own composition. Your own composition, your mother's composition, your grandmother's composition, your great-grandmother's composition, and your children's composition. You're, you're denying it. We are inherently that way. We, you were talking about the chakras. The reason that we're able to embrace chakra alignment and subtle bottle energy, subtle bottle body energy is because we have the we were born with the capacity to do so. And particularly women. You know what I'm saying? Women were born with the capacity, with the womb gives us the the capacity, just like a cauldron, just like a pot to hold all of these things within one being. And it's just a natural breathing. It's shaped like a pot, y'all. It's a pot. It is a cauldron. It is your magic. And it's in your body. Like and we ain't talking about Harry Potter we here. We ain't talking it. about you like don't oh, have to be initiated. You don't and have you to don't have to add. You don't have to do any of those things. You are these things. Mm. You are these. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You have the innate authority and power within. We were born this way. We just kind of had to unblock the passages, you know what I'm saying? There are passages that have blocked us and and prevented us from accessing full authority. If we, and, and, and the black church, unfortunately is complicit. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. You know what I'm saying? Because it should be a space where we should be able to lay out on the damn floor. Like I'm, I'm, I need some help or I'm, you know, like we should be able, it should be a source of you know, comfort, empowerment, and literally safe space. And it has become the opposite for Black women. It is the it, war ground for Black women. And it's like, is, oh, it is, we, it's I got to do, this is something that I say every single time. It's exactly what you just said. You are not separate from it. You don't fucking have to ask anybody. I'm not trying to be disrespectful here, and but we if we really think about this shit, this is something that happens whether we ask or not. It yes. ain't something I have yes. to encourage to be yes. a thing. I don't have yes. to tell my lungs to breathe, yes. baby. They just do and what they're supposed to do. And so, and so it's a different language though. 
you know, this is a different, what we're talking about is a different language and we have to normalize this language and we're doing better, but we got to normalize it in intracommunal spaces, like amongst each other. And we yeah. got to normalize that shit in extra communal spaces. I mean, like, you know, at work, if something ain't right, you know, like what you were saying about your, your physician, Teresa, like, yeah. I envisioned it. You know what I'm saying? Like, come to work the next day. Y'all, y'all, I, I was at my meditation. I was I was <laughs> meditating this morning. I was praying this morning. I don't think we should do this. Or y'all, I think we should do this. Bring this shit to the workplace. Bring this mm -hmm. shit out of the house, out of the bedside, out of your temple, because my temple is out there. Bring this shit out from your bedroom. You know what I'm saying? And out from the kitchen and out from the garden. You know what I'm saying? Bring this shit into everyday interaction because that's how white people are mediating it. They're Listen, this when I tell you, but they have the TV. We don't have the TV. We got real life communication. You know what I'm saying? We got, we, something. We got real interactive dialogue. Is real. I went back to graduate school. I'm getting a second master's in international affairs. Leading up to it, I just kept saying, kept verbalizing it. Mm -hmm. I'm not going back unless I get some scholarship. I'm not going back unless I get scholarship. I'm not going back unless I get scholarship. I kept saying it. I am at Seton Hall University. Come on. I got a partial scholarship. Come on. <laughs> Wait a minute, don't, don't get me started about what I'm doing. I got doing, a part in one of my friends. In my, in my grandfather's Bible, okay? Yeah, I you can say, in order for me to go back, and I desperately wanted to go back, oh, but yeah. I needed money on the table. Yes. I would I it was a thought it, I verbalized it and I called it to me wait a minute sis I and then you saw it coming and you said yes I said there you yes go. you saw but it. you know what's funny about manifestation like you know our elders and like my grandmother my grandmother is 99 and she's still alive and you know oh it was a battle it's been a battle for me to <laughs> <laughs> for me because she's the matriarch and she and she is the matriarch she ain't she's not a a, a wilting matriarch she is still very much the matriarch wow. monday she's running prayer. this shit she's, she's running. still running this shit all roads lead to granny all roads lead to granny. you understand what i'm trying to say but she and so so i came out i was during covid she and i were companions so i moved from california to live with my grandmother um, and I literally was in the room where my grandfather died. Like, that's where I was staying. And that's also where uh, Ifa, that's where I embraced uh, Ifa in my life, like actually embraced it because it was like, shit, at this point, there, I, there's nothing, there's, you know, we were living in the midst of a plague. And I'm like, at this point in my life, if you're not going to be real with yourself, then you are, have missed the biggest opportunity to come into your fullness as a person. And so I knew it was going to be a battle because I come from a very Christian family, you know, Christian, um, you know, like all of my, you know, preachers, priests, ministers, the whole nine. And so it was a battle. So I, learned, I learned a lot of ancestral stuff. 
But one of the things that I learned from my grandmother is that she was manifesting and using scripture, which is hoodoo. So her scripture, I think it's Job 28, 22, you shall decree a thing and light will shine up. Wait, you shall decree a thing and it will be made available unto you and light will shine upon your ways. It's Job, I think either 28, 22 or 22, 28. And she told me this story about how she wanted this house. You know, the house was too expensive for her and her uh, summer house. Said too expensive for her and my grandfather at the time. She was like, but I knew I wanted it. I manifested it. And then she manifested on that scripture, Job 28, 22 or 22, 28. You shall decree a thing and light shall shine upon your ways. And she ended up getting the house for like $10,000 in Cape May, knew this stuff. And it was a part of our family life for 30 years. And I was thinking to myself, granny, that is along the lines of what that is hoodoo that is voodoo that is african spirituality so every now and again i'm able to crank in there you know i'm able to crank in there and be like sis you're already doing it you know yeah. every time you run in the house every time you run in the house when you see lightning shango every, every time you see lightning and you get scared because because you know shango the conqueror is it so that means that you need to bow down and Way better um, off. 
because we'd be more creative. Because we'd be more creative. So there'd be more options for the how thing we're is, is, is we have access to all the information we've ever acquired in life. And this is why our children are smarter. Is because mm, yeah. like the children are going to be creating the next big thing. Which is These why motherfuckers so is about to die out. The profiles. So the more the more specific we can get on what we because we know it, right? And so and yeah. the generations before us know it. But as we pass it down, the more specific we can get about the profiles and the spells, you know, and the rituals, the more specific we can get about the in our own lives, and then to teach it to our children so that our children are very clear about how to live in this world with multiple supports, honestly, because if you're just relying on what they gave you, you're in trouble. You're in big, you big, are, big, big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so I love hearing you say that about, you know, your daughter knowing the oil profiles, because this is things that we came to so late, you know, I won't mm -hmm. say late, but, but we just have had, and each generation is on a journey well, back. But we've, we've had to like explain why we've come back to this. It's like, I've been drawn to everything yes. that I do, yes. even in my art. It's yes. like, I've been drawn to, and it has been yes. given to me yes. like it's supposed yes. to be. Yes. I have yes. had not had to pay for many of my skills. I've not had mm. to pay yes. for them. Exactly. Been bestowed upon me. And I then said. I have had the wherewithal to, like, I can learn something very quickly. I don't know why that is, because but it's like, because, because it, when your head was formed, because when your head was formed, your head was formed, you weren't, you weren't, it wasn't formed with any kind of cracks or breaks in it. You were formed with capacity. You know what I'm saying? To understand the go. gifts that you were given. You didn't have to, to tell yourself over and over again, it's okay to be me. You know what I'm no. saying? It's okay. To, you see what I'm saying? But, but for so yeah. many of us, if our heads are formed improperly and then we get out in this motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? And all of those messages come to us, then we have to remind ourselves almost every day that it's okay for us to be okay. And that's, a, that's a crock, you know, that's yeah. a crock of shit, frankly. Um, and it's an energy drain, and then you cannot focus please, on what you, could, what you should it's be creating or doing. Thing. You know, it's the, like, I love, I love, love, love hearing that come out of your mouth. Like, oh, you, you don't have to be initiated. Like, and I know it goes against no. a lot of the stuff that we no, are even taught coming back, coming back to it. So again, I was saying like, I blacksmithing, like that shit just came to me. You it see came what I'm to me, like oh, and, and to do the research about it. Is this was been in the African community since the beginning of motherfucking time? Good, good, good. Hallelujah. See, once you start doing your research, then you realize how how deep the trickery is. You, I mean, you know, and again, I'm sure y'all have already talked about that. But the more the more you start doing your research and seeing that the iconography that they you mm -hmm. know have embraced and have put on you actually was yours first. You know, it was when already you yours. Well. When you see that wealth and all of the things that, that we covet in this in this country actually came from Africa, the more that you kind of just really peel back those things and see how far that the trickery goes, when you see how we were using indigo to make the blue, to make their precious blue jeans, when you see all of those things, you realize, y'all, we we are the originators. I mean, there's when you really peel back and realize, okay, the first humans came out of East Africa. You know what I'm saying? And then migrated hey. everywhere else that they went. When you really peel it all back, then you realize... When you say white supremacy, that's the biggest joke in the world. It's truthfully black supremacy. That's Absolutely. really what it is. Do you see what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, and, I, 
you know, and I knew that I was, and I don't, I I have not even really confessed this to many people recently, but I've known that I was a witch since I was like eight, seven, eight, but I, you know, but I took, it took me time. The places that I was most comfortable was in the body. I was very comfortable in like, I was free in the body. You know what I'm saying? I still am, but like that's how it manifested for me early on is that I had no shame. I, that that wasn't a label that was ever going to be attached to me. But it's taken me time now to say the word and like and engage. And, and so, what does it mean to be a witch? It's so simple. It's so simple. It's healing. It's love. It's energy. It's 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 working with. It's manipulations and manipulation of energy. Manipulation of ashe. It's really very very simple. You know what I'm saying? And you just have to know that if it's if that's you or if that's not you. I've known for my whole life, which is why you know why you keep going to the altar. You go to the altar because you're like fuck. Where's the real truth? You know, you go to the altar and you're like, like, listen, I need, I need the door to open so that I can actually live into the fullness of the power. So like, it's just been a journey. So then I went to seminary, you know, and the whole time I'm in seminary, I'm doing ritual to legba the whole time, the whole time, you know? And so mm -hmm. it was so ironic when I graduated from seminary. I was telling my friend, I said, I feel kind of funky going across that stage. I said, I got no question. You know? <laughs> I said, I'm so funky. <laughs> Not and I, I was like, whatever. But but still, and he was like, Ayana, he talked, you know, I had a black man seed into me. You know, he was like, Ayana, is truth. We're talking about truth. We're talking about God, you know. And he was there with me when I started calling God she. And I actually, even saying the word God is, is, um, is a, um, is a patriarchal uh, terminology. So God is a is a is a construction of uh, white Christian supremacy. So I'm, I, but I you use better that say terminology. <laughs> you better say it. Because we've been using it for so long. But God is not God. God is that's my God is Olu You know what I'm saying? It's or, funny or, you or say whoever, that. You know what I'm saying? Like or Yahweh, or Yahweh, you know, or you know Elohim, or whomever, you know what I'm saying? But God is a is a terminology and a construction of white Christian supremacy that has been and, and is, the, is the overseer of all of the the judgments that have been pronounced. And, and, and I refer to under that as goddess because of that. And my mom asked me one reason, one question, like, why you do that? Why you refer to God as goddess? I was like, well, y'all always told me we was made image, and I'm a chick. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly right. We are made in God's image. So if I look like this, then God looks like me. Exactly. So I painted all these divine images of God. I gave one to my grandmother. But she hung her honey. And God, she got her boobies out. You know what I'm saying? She got the world in her womb. You know what I'm saying? She hey. got bangles and stars. And she and she was, I gave it to her for Mother's Day. I gave it to her for Mother's Day. And all of, and she still got it hanging up out there. And I'm like, Granny, I was like, God is the 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 mirror image of, of creation. If I'm created, then I'm, my creator looks like me, just like my children look like me. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how that works, you know. <laughs> but, but God is you know, a she. Um, but anyway, we use that terminology and, and I hate to say it. She, the creator. How you My get these kids here? Creator, creation, spirit, but I mean, energy. But I mean, just in essence of what we house here in these bodies and yes. how yes. life yes. comes in forth. In this skin, yes, yes. In yes. this skin, if we in have to relate it to if something. We are the I've said this mankind said without this before. us mankind dies oh, Baby. oh my god like, 
We are literally the portal between life and between, life, between worlds. You know, wherever we came from, because people really don't even know and understand like how life, you know, the, the conception of life, like that magic that happens, because it's divine, it's it's a divine spark. But we are the portal. There would be, and it's a woman's it's a woman's thighs and her vagina, like literally, literally. And I'm just saying, I don't want no, I'm not trying to be judgmental, but I want them thighs and legs to be fit and strong. I don't want them to, <laughs> I don't want them to be all about the crack and unmoisturized. I don't want them, you know, moisturized. That's not, that's not, that's not I mean, I need to be able to push. You know, I mean, I'm just, I don't need no dry, dry twigs. I just don't, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm being honest about that. Um, but we are absolutely, um, I've enjoyed this conversation with y'all. We are absolutely the divine portal. And, um, you know, the more that we actually know that, like, and understand how to use our pussy power, you know, yes. and not just in the bedroom, not just in the bedroom, not just to catch, no. a, you know, right. But to use our pussy power in public, the more in that public. we, but, but we have to also like support each other when we do that so like you were saying Teresa advocating for your mom you know what I'm saying like somebody need to be another sister need to be even whether she know you or not she need to be giving you her energy she need to be and guess giving what you her hold on y'all about advocating for my mom we left that doctor my mom is well old and we got to another doctor you see what I'm saying because my auntie the baby aunt she had talked to somebody she dropped it in my ear you see what I'm trying we to say out the last time I showed my ass in the vascular, and I mean, they, the inner, I carried the fuck with me energy time we walked come in on, every apartment. Come on, come it on. was like, bitch, this is finna be a battle. And I know y'all ain't used to dealing with me. You know right. what I'm saying? And I knew because one of the associate doctors, and I hated this for him. I hated this for him. But he said to me, after we had gone around about mom, he said, you are you speak so well. You are so articulate. Your mom oh, said you look amazing. And and I had a moment oh, because this man, this older white man, truly was mesmerized by me. And he truly meant it as a fucking uh -huh, uh -huh. and I had I, it, it took me about 10 seconds, y'all. I had to really kind of digest the shit. <laughs> and I right. said. Thank you, but I should because I have three college degrees. I should. Mm -mm. Oh, wait a minute. We out here. Wait a minute. We out here, even though we don't have to. So, so you shouldn't. You shouldn't be worried about respecting me if I have degrees or if I don't. You need to respect me, fucking one. Period. Period. Even but it was the whole thought. Like yeah. I fucking should speak well. <laughs> I, I really exactly. should speak well because if I, I don't should. speak well, what the fuck got all this student loan debt for? If I don't fucking speak well, like that's so funny. So where you been? Right. So where you been? And black women are so educated; it's on another level, right? Our education, and just like you said, even, uh, studying, just studying, just studying. Like it doesn't even necessarily have for to our be degree. Like half our conversation has been self improvement. Seeking so, out yeah, information. We, that, that's what we do. Better. That is, that is what. Lives. You know, fuck the degrees. Shit, fuck them. 
really listen. I'm gonna be honest because I got over a hundred thousand dollars worth of damn debt for them. And don't give a fuck. Please understand for the people who's li- they finna get twenty five dollars for the rest of my life. Twenty five dollars a month for the rest of my fucking life. Because you can't come back and repossess that bitch. All these damn degrees, you can't. They are not on the repossession plan. Okay. That's why I get so angry when I look at the dollar figure how they lost my grandfather's farm. I was like, motherfucker, we could have walked out. Yeah. Yeah. Being dispossessed of our land. Being dispossessed of our land has been the biggest crime. It's the biggest crime. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but as I did my whole family history, right? Especially around the farm. I did it around the farm. And I'm just like, this was a concerted plan. And it took years for them to do it. But this was a concerted plan right here. I was like... We should have, and my father actually got an attorney one time. I found that paperwork too. And I was just, I really wish, and I and I can remember the fights with him and my mom. I really wish he would have just continued to pursue it, but he ended up just letting it go, right? Because I think he thought it was just so huge. But that was a crime. And so now as I'm looking for farmland, yeah, motherfucker, I'm looking right in that motherfucking area. And the motherfucker who bought it, the old white man who bought it, I remember him. He he still stayed on the road. That motherfucker is dead without being dead. You hmm. now, and look how you live, though. How you mm-hmm. live is how you will die. Mm. How you live is how you will die. Mm. Understand this, people. You did people dirty all these years, all the land of these African American mm. families, small yeah. farms that you yeah. Up, yeah. the role that yeah. you played. Yeah. Now you need somebody to wipe your ass. Like he's mm. old. He was always old, but he's in his late 90s. You he was always old. <laughs> Granny 99 and kicking it. Right? Right. All right. Not <laughs> old. No, no, there's definitely quality of life, right? No, for sure. No, Teresa, it, it definitely was a concerted effort. And you're, what you're describing is a microcosm of the whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, to take the land back. They gave us our 40 acres and a mule. We had it for, like, fuck it. Well, don't even get me started on give. I'm, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you about the land. We're talking about pussy power. Guess how my grandfather got the land? Please ask me. How he, he married, get the land? He married my father's mother. My father's mother, my maternal paternal grandmother, died when he was eleven. But she came to the marriage with over four hundred acres. Oh my god! Oh my god! Now that's you talking about pussy power. That's the story. What? When he when his family see me, especially the older heads, you look just like your grandma. That's the story. You look just like your grandma. Those are the stories that we have to uncover. That's the story that we have to uncover. And that's what we're trying to get back to. If we have 400 acres of land right now, come on. Come on. So you know. 400. So you know that's the power she was already like she. When you have land, you have your own independence. Independence. Nothing beats it. There's, There's nothing that beats it. If we have 400 acres of land now, oh my God. That's it's what interesting because 
she didn't have children. I think that she, they thought she could have children. So she had my father later in life and he was her only child and she died when he was 10, right? Mm. And this is how, this is just very interesting. And like, we are talking about our power pussy power to think that 400 acres back then back then my dad is 71 y'all to think a black woman came to a marriage back then yes with 400 yeah. acres of land wow no that's a story that is actually um so I, I think she kind of resonates in me because everybody yeah. And you try and you reclaiming that for yourself. Yeah. And you returning home and you doing your studies. That's a story. That's that's the that that those are the connecting pieces. Those and are I, the liberation and I, told Dee, I don't know what the fuck I got the idea from a farm. I was back home. I had to go back home this summer and take care of Probably my, my going family. home. Probably going home. Going home. Go yeah, going home and, and going letting the spirit home. Because the noise in DC, the noise in Atlanta, the noise in Oakland, the noise, even in Savannah, is noise. But when you go home, you can actually hear. Oh, I got chills thinking about it. You can hear what they're saying to you. You can hear what heals you. You can hear what nurtures you. But with the fucking noise, you know what and I'm saying? Let me say this our house is actually on part of the land because we was able to. And it's the land our house is on from that, right? Because my grandfather had given it outright to my dad. So my parents live in the country. On the in front of us is agriculture field. Behind us, agriculture field. To the left of us is agriculture field. So those two and a half, three months that I was down there, I heard crickets. I heard fraud, and that, that's what I heard when I would go outside at night and sit in on the porch. It's nothing. I saw the stars because it wasn't, the sky is not lit up because, hey, ain't nobody out here. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody out here. The deers freely walk. It's a damn herd of fucking wild turkeys that live across the damn road, you know, in the damn woods. Mm -hmm. You know, the dog terrorized the fuck out of them damn turkeys. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I know them turkeys. Tired of your ass. Shit, let them graze mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. time you see them, you going across the road. Yeah! Like, let them fuckers alone. God damn. Um, but the armadillos, dude, the armadillos, the possums, I was home. I was home and, and it just really, I can do this. I can do this. I, we, we are farmers. I come from a long line of farmers. And it's something that you said about being in your grandfather's, the room your grandfather passed in. Mm. I was 10 when my grandfather died. And notice the similarities. My dad was 10 when his mom died. So mm. I was 10 when my grandfather died. And, um, of course, being in the South, the same family, the black house, the black funeral home, this Mr. Melzy Mosey, God bless the dead. He has always buried the black people, right? I was looking at my grandfather. Actually, I was having a conversation with my grandfather. 
Um, and he has he recited this song, this story up until the day he died. Mr. Mills Mosey died at 95. Um, he has he loved telling this story about me. He called my mom to the door and he they stood there and they just watched me. I was having a damn conversation with my granddad dead grandfather you know like oh you cold why are you so cold granddaddy you look nice blah 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 like i'm in i'm down there in the casket you know yeah, yeah. I'm down there in the casket at this point and he turned to my mom mr Melzy mosley and said she has no fear and she's gonna go far in life look yeah. how she's interacting with the dead <laughs> and what i have learned as life has persisted I live in DC. I live across the street from a cemetery. I walk that cemetery a lot, yeah. just to go walking yeah. in. The yeah. dead is not who concerns me. Yeah. Listen. Right, right, right. Listen. The dead ain't to me. It's the Man. living. It's yeah. the living that I am very, very wary yes. of. And but you, I love that. The power of the dead, though, can give you, gives you um, inspiration. And discerning, you see what the hell going on, you know what I'm saying? Um, and how they communicate and speak to you. I, I love what you just said, you know, that familiar, that comfort with the dead. They're not dead, you know what I'm saying? They're just in a different they transition. Realm. Yeah, they're just uh, in a different thank realm. Thank you, I mean, Mr. Like, Barbara King, who was really confused in me how we talk about transitions. Yeah, they're always saying it's a cycle of life. It's the cycle of life, you know? We we're born, we die, you know, we're born, we live, we die, then we're reborn. I mean, it's just, it's the cycle of everything, you know? Um, and so to just assume that that spirit and that energy that was, you know, present within a body is gone, that's, you know, a tragic way to live, if you think that. <laughs> and if you feel that, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I mean, Jesus is an ancestor, you know, for the Christians. If you don't, you know, FYI, Jesus is an ancestor, FYI. <laughs> it is a different thing. Oh my God, guys. Oh my God. This is <laughs> great, great. I know. Great, we can great. keep going. There's so many ways yeah. to keep going in this. Going back to the name of the Pleasure Temple, um, I am embedded, even through the most challenging times right now. And y'all, I'm challenged right now. What's going on in my life? I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm in the trenches. Yeah, but me too. I'm, also, <laughs> I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm in the trenches, but the joy that mm -hmm. I wake up with every day—the woman who looks back at me in the mirror—I really like her. Mm -hmm. I I really really like her, mm -hmm. and I like that I'm doing life on my terms. Yes. You know, because in a minute I'm finna pick pick up and move again. D trying to get me out to New Mexico. In a minute, mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. like is that where you are life? in New Mexico? My girlfriend yeah. was there for a little while. Oh yeah, that's a very where are you in New Mexico? I'm in Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she was in oh no, I'm sorry. She was in uh she was in Las Cruces, which is Okay, um, yeah, down south. Okay, okay. And I yeah. never made it out when I was living out west. I never made it out to Las Cruces, but I definitely, um, I did just go to the Grand Canyon, but I do have to make my way out to New Mexico for sure. Oh, please do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Y'all could just move here and then we could do this every day. <laughs> I love it. Uh, energy bonding somewhere. <laughs> Absolutely.
absolutely and I then know. i'm like i will help you start your farm what's going yeah, on i know you just i know I, what I know. you need let's go i think about relationships right because we do we are human we do enjoy companionship i enjoy sex um mm -hmm. i enjoy the exchange of this energy mm -hmm. and looking at someone on this on this life journey so mm -hmm. i my 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 true idea is more of a poly relationship i need two bisexual mm -hmm. men in my life you know i can't have that you better come on <laughs> I, I, that that's the idea if god damn it that that is the idea but if that ain't on the table i envision a farm with all my friends everybody got a sad mill of the farm they build yeah. a house i love like, it i love what you're describing playground in the middle where all the children vacillate to the playground and we you know like we're living in a communal space that is for us by us returning home to the homestead because you know the homestead is intergenerational you know so intergenerational all on a large piece of land you know working the land together but everybody having their own you know income and da 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 from that land but that's how we supposed to be. We're supposed to be together in community, like literally physically together, you know, building together. But we didn't, you know, brought into this idea of everybody, individual, you know, wealth and this, that, and the other. That's actually not the African way, you know, that's not how we come up. Um, and until we get back to that, we're going to be out here trying to figure out how to make ends meet when we can be living, you know, in abundance, you know, and, and, and free and free and free living mm. in abundance and free living in abundance and free. You are speaking my language. <laughs> Let me tell I, you. And guys, it's so funny. I got a call. I looked at a house a couple of weeks ago and well, I went to this open house, but it wasn't open and the realtor got my number. She has been calling me every time she said, I'm over here at the house if you want to come look at it. I'm over here at the house if you want to come look at it. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, higher. My God mm -hmm. is hearing me. What is it I'm supposed to damn do right now? Should I go buy this house? Mm -hmm. Or should I go mm -hmm. instead of spending $600,000 on this damn mm -hmm. house on the street? Mm -hmm. Or should I just go ahead and get that $600,000? $600,000 farm loan. Which one? Mm -hmm. I need to meditate okay. on this. Which one? Go back to the crossroads. Go back to I the crossroads. Go back to 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 the and mm. today we gonna find out what we want. Mm. Mm. So I think that's I like go. I gotta catch up on the podcast. Yeah, so you gotta, gotta catch up. up. <laughs> so I can get on, so, so I can get on the train, and I need to be caught up. Right, and then you have to come back because you know we have to do this again. It. This has been a wonderful conversation. Y'all opened up so much, and, and I appreciate it. You know, oh I really gosh. do. I love talking about this kind of stuff with like yes. i say with kindred spirits you know yes because that's the only way that we're gonna actually get anywhere is by gathering and talking that's just the only way gathering Absolutely. where two or more are gathered y'all know the rest 
Thank y'all for gathering with us on the Pleasure Temple. We probably are going to have more than one episode. So thank you so much. (laughs) We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us today in the Pleasure Temple with Diana Grady Hunt. We are so pleased to be communing with such brilliant beautiful minds if you'd like to reach out to ayana her website is anisesearch.com remember you can also follow the pleasure temple on instagram at the underscore pleasure temple thank you again for joining us and we'll see you next time